money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> with practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. <laughs> Big smile on your face this morning. Wow. I get, okay, I can't say this out loud, but I am saying it out loud. Like, my two favorite guys, I think, are in the room. Awesome. Yeah. Well, mm. I shouldn't say that because I have three sons, yes. two sons and one son-in-law. So among my favorite guys, the two people in the studio are among my top 10. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. that's pretty. I'm glad I'm in the top 10. I'm just saying. Okay. Oh, so, so glad I'm in the top 10. There you go. So. And on that bombshell. Uh, so thanks for joining us. Uh, and guess what? Uh, you've joined the show where Reb talks about her top 10 guys. And, no, no, sorry. That's, that's not this show. This show this is, is a the show where we talk yeah, about Yeah, like I'm turning red. It's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, okay, uh, we're talking about the heart issues around money, and today we've invited Ray Borg back from Financial Discipleship Canada, amongst all his other titles, yes. <laughs> yes. all his other callings. If you want to know what those are, you'll have to email him. Anyway. Or go to notmine.ca <laughs> and right. click on the... Uh, who are we? Yeah, and yeah, and again, right. you'll you'll see Ray's picture there. Um, if you're not watching on YouTube, which is a great segue to finding where the other podcasts are, and of course, podcasts are on any of the podcasting platforms. And it, and please, if we're not on the one, search "Let's Talk Money" with Dave and Reb. And if we're not there, let us know. We're again expanding our reach that way. And and uh, if we're not on your podcasting platform, we should be. So there it is. Um, I just say that right like that. Uh, uh, we're on YouTube. Maybe we should restart the show no, today. Uh, we're going to jump right in. Yeah, yeah. This, okay. is, this is a, a, a little bit of a part two, but not part two. So if you didn't hear the show uh, with Ray earlier, then get back. We were really in the middle of a, a really great conversation, and then we ran out of time. So Well, and we're not going to talk about Acts no. 4 like we did last week, but I think there is something to the passage that we're going to discuss and how it does link us to um, the giving and life that the early church had. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to... Yes, I'm going to start talking. I'm going to ask Ray to read the scripture because this has been one that's a bit burning on his heart lately. Mm-hmm. So um, unless I'm throwing you a surprise. <laughs> no. Okay, good. So the scripture is from 1 Corinthians nine twenty four through 27. And it says, Do you not know that those who run in the race all run? But one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run this, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Mm -hmm. 
So what's on your heart with that one? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, are you going to follow up? Because, I was thinking, uh, do I follow up? Yeah. So, um, you know what? It's, um, yeah, this scripture has been really on my heart uh, the last number of weeks. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, we're walking a journey with my son right now who mm-hmm. uh, had a back injury and um, is now in a process of um, having had a thorough assessment and actually having a team um, developed around him, a, a physiotherapist, a kinesiologist, and an occupational therapist. So we've begun that process, and it's going to be a 12-week process. Right. And as we met with the physiotherapist and the doctor for the initial assessment, they were quite clear looking at my son saying, you will be the best determinant of how successful you are. Whether you are willing to push through the pain mm-hmm. in order to come out to the other side mm-hmm. in a place of strength. And I felt like the Lord was prompting me as I was sitting down for my quiet time, saying, pay attention to this, because it requires discipline and focus. And he took me back to a time when I was river rafting. And for any of you who've river rafted, you um, have... um, most likely have the same experience where, you know, you all get positioned in the raft and they take you out in some quiet waters and your guide is at the back of the boat and he's strapped in, you are not, and you're on the (laughs) side there and you're getting familiar with the paddle that you're going to be using and uh, he wants you to start moving the boat ahead and you start doing that and you're kind of dipping in and then you know if you dip too far, you're actually having to force the water and use a little more pressure and strength. Uh, And then all of a sudden he gets to another place and he says, hold up. And then he asks you all to get in position as if you're going to be approaching white water and the rapids. And so you need to find who your buddy is across the raft and you need to brace your feet together. You need to position yourself over the edge of the raft. And you actually need to know when he's giving you the right commands, how to take that battle and actually really dig into the water Mm -hmm. in rhythm with the rest of the team. And so he did some practice runs. And uh, the key is that you're actually listening for his instructions. And um, as you enter into the first falls, you discover how important that is because you've got the volume of the water and the rapids. You've got the volume of your people in the raft. Some you may know, some may you not know. Uh, and they may be screaming because suddenly the panic is like, what am I doing here in the midst of this? This is not a, a movie I'm watching. I'm part of this at this point. And then actually listening and having to dig in with your, um, your paddle. And so it requires that focal focus and discipline and i remember watching as we went through one of the rapids the boat in front of us you know people flying out because they had not followed the instructions because you have to head into the river uh, rapids at a certain way directly you don't want the boat to go sideways because then it can flip so we watched a boat flip and some of our team actually ended up being flipped out of the boat too and but we made it through the rapids and so then suddenly the guide is saying to the three of us left in the raft in the raft we need to boogie 
I need you to work like you've never worked before in order to rescue those people who are caught on an island here and in the trees. We need to rescue them because there's nobody else coming to them. So I need you to give it your 100%. And so we did. I've never worked so hard (laughs) with such tension and listening Mm -hmm. in, you know, rocky water. So he's directing you how to paddle. How to to paddle. Yes, that's right. You know, right side, dig in deeper, dig in deeper, you know, to keep the direction of it going, that kind of stuff. And I felt like the Lord was reminding me that to say, you know what, there are times, as this scripture talks about, when we're pressing on for the the prize in this situation here, um, but we need to use such discipline and we need to be listening to the right voices and tuning in. And so it's like, okay, Lord, you want me to listen amongst all the voices I'm hearing and the dim of people looking for my attention, that kind of stuff, and tuning in to hear the small, still voice, that when we are pressing in, that we're holding steady. And as my a friend of ours was um, to the house recently, she said, I am strengthening my anchoring rhythms. Right. And I thought that was such a good thing. You know, That's the disciplines that hold us steady. You know, spending time in the Word, prayer, meditation, you know, and as it relates to our finances, doing the hard things like budgeting and pulling back our spending to keep it within our budget uh, so that we're being wise stewards, but we're also knowing how to navigate. Uh, the rough waters, because I think we entered the rough waters and could get worse. You know, the 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 raft guide had us train in smooth water. Right. That is the time where he gave us the instructions. For some of us, we paid attention to the instructions to get our financial house in order, and other times we've not done so well. And when we hit turbulent waters, it's suddenly like you have to kind of reevaluate. Okay, I have to really pay attention here and dig in, and that can be painful sometimes, um, as we have to tweak perhaps our lifestyle, our perspectives, and around all that kind of stuff. So I feel like. We, um, I think, if I can say it prophetically, we are heading into rough waters, and we really need to know what are our anchoring rhythms in this season and in our area of finances. What is it that we need to hold steady on and continually be mindful of to navigate uh, the rapids, the rocky things, the escalating costs, you know, inflation, those kinds of things. Um, so we keep our perspective, um, you know, but that's part of it is just keeping our mind's eye on the thing that, in this case, the scripture talks about the prize. Mm-hmm. You know, us arriving in heaven saying, well done, good and faithful servant. Right. And so I think that's what the longing of all of our heart is to be welcomed into heaven to say that we've done well mm-hmm. uh, by the Lord. And so that's what's weighing on my heart these days for people. Yeah, so interesting. So, Ray, in that um, in that that episode with the rafting, when you were all through, and there's three of you in the boat, and and your guide commands you in the sense of saying, "Okay, we got to go rescue those people." Did you go? Well, no way. Like I did what you say. <laughs> like, forget it. Like, yeah, but for know. a fleeting moment, I think I do recall. Okay, that. Me, for your three of us. Yeah. You know, there were twelve in the boat, yeah. and suddenly there's only three of us in you. Yeah. Uh, how are we going to navigate it in rough waters? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, when, you, when, you're, when you're telling that story, right? yeah. when you're telling that story, the thought in, in my, you know, 
there, you know, you, you'd mentioned, and we're going to flip to the financial piece. We've had 15 years of the lowest interest rates. And, and you know, we, we've talked about this for 15 years in my world anyways, about taking advantage of these these times to get out of debt, to get your house in order, to spend the less than you make. I mean, you guys have heard me say that thousands of times now, right? But, you know, as we come into these rougher waters, um, I am really encouraging and and going, the time for judgment, the time for pointing the finger at your neighbor, this is not the time for that. This is the time where we need to go, okay, it is all hands on deck. We're coming into rough water. How do we work together while we're within the boat? We don't throw anybody out of the boat. <laughs> we no, don't intentionally do that. But we also, if somebody is out of the boat, we may be the ones who are going to financially turn around and say, yep, I'm going to help you uh, get you know, and whether we're going to call that a rescue, I'm saying that in, in air quotes, but whether that's a rescue, we actually need to be a little bit prepared ourselves to go, right, I might have to do some harder work. I might have to dig in harder like you did inside the raft because those people have a real need. And whether they were prepared or whether they listened or whether that, you know, like all of that history, we need to set aside and just go, but this is I what think we need it's to do. key. The guide said, no one else is coming. That's right. And you know what? Even when you arrive there, suddenly you're looking at them and thinking, now what do I do? We had to maintain our place and haul them in. And they're in shock and trauma. And they have no ability then. They have no paddle. So they're actually extra weight in the raft, so to speak. But you're having to get then across the river in rough water yet and to help them find their way back on shore. Well, that you just saying that you we you had to maintain your place in the raft. So when we extend a hand to others, it doesn't mean we're shifting it. okay, mm-hmm. for instance, all of our finances to go in and give it and and put ourselves at risk. And and I mean, we're talking metaphorically, well, but, but this I, is, I think metaphorically but also, you know, going back to that you did continue to listen to, to your director, oh, right? Yes, the guy oh, in the back the guide, of the boat. Yes, so, so you weren't really doing, you know, making the decisions here. You were just basically saying, okay, I'm going to do whatever he says, because to be honest, he says, and this is why, you know, talking about the rhythms and, and connecting and going, if, if we then just say it is Christ that we have to hear his voice. And, and that's what you said just a few minutes ago. He said, we need to, to make sure that we are tuned into the voice of Christ so that we can do the things that he commands us to do in this time, whether that's paddling, whether that's helping somebody get in the boat, you know, whether that's holding it steady, like, you know, really in, again, as we're in the rough waters or as we're coming into rough waters or, you know, again, metaphorically listening to the father and really solidifying those, those, um, those disciplines and saying, okay, I recognize the shepherd's voice. I know what it is. And he's saying, do this. Okay. I'm going to do that. But I, I, you know, to talk a little bit about the heart issue around going back for others. I, like, I, I don't think we knew we were going in this direction no. today. <laughs> but I, you know, I, th- I mean, I, I think what you've said about knowing your anchoring rhythms, knowing um, I was talking to someone very dear to me, and she gets stressed by the, like, 
oh, I have to pray more. I have to, you know, she's in a season where that's stressing her. So some of you might be out there thinking, I'm stressed already and I have to pray and do it. It's it's not a striving. It's actually a connection and communion with the Father. So right now, you do need to know what that looks like as well in this season for you. And um, because this, and and it, it, it really is, um, in the context of my friend who said this to me, she said, I, I keep feeling like I'm having to do the inviting and measure up to what God wants mm-hmm. when in fact he's doing the inviting. I just open the door to him. And it, they, they talk about in therapy circles that being an attachment, that we need to attach to the ultimate perfect father. And that, that, is, um, that is God. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus talks about that in John 15, that we abide Right. So so there's all those anchoring things that help us abide, that keep us connected in communion with the Father and Christ and the Spirit of God. Um, But when we look at what you guys have just been talking about, like I I'm that person like, well, I've done all of this. Like, it's kind of like the little red hand story. (laughs) Will anybody help, you know, you know, plant the seed? Will anybody help uh, harvest the grain? Not I said the pig, not I said the cow, you know, and, and you feel like, you know, I'm doing all these things financially to keep my house in order and all these people are going on trips and you're looking and you're getting mad and you're getting envious and maybe even coveting and, and you don't know whether they're doing it on credit or not. And then the, the, the storm comes and you've got a foundation, you've got a strong boat and they're capsizing all around you. And you're like, well, you know, not I. You said not I, said the pig. So I'm like, you know, you're not going to eat the bread either. And that's a hard, that is a hard thing to overcome in our hearts, in my heart, honestly. It, it, and I think it only takes the communion, the attachment mm-hmm. to God, the right. abiding with Christ. It, that's the only place that we can overcome that. So we will lend a hand to those we think, I'm using air quotes, don't deserve it. Like that, I, that's a big, hard thing in this story today. But I also think, and, and again, going back to the, the scripture that we read through in the sense of saying, you know, I often think about the military when I, when I, when I read that passage, how the military does their training and everything in, in the calm. Like they, they, they do that outside of wartime or outside of the crisis time. Um, and, and then, you know, they're always encouraging themselves to remember that, why am I doing this in, in peacetime? Because there is a crisis time coming. And so I need to, again, have my rhythm and my discipline and, and all of my mindset, my ears tuned into what I'm supposed to do in the crisis time. Because, you know, and that maybe that's just me, but I need to practice, right? <laughs> like I, you know, I need that practice in a little bit of the safety yeah, time, right? right? Yes, yeah, um, yeah. And so, you know, again, thinking of that where we go, okay, so... Um, you know, now we are in, uh, I would say much more from a financial standpoint, we have to pay more attention. Maybe I'm not going to call it quite crisis, but, but we definitely are in that time where we're going, okay, some of the things that we learned, some of the things that we know to do, um, we just got to go back to it. Uh, and, and that may be just as simple as instead of choosing Netflix, 
choosing to spend time listening or, or reading your Bible or just listening to worship or, or doing something, you know, that's the choice, you know, and you're going, okay, it's not, again, not a bad or a good, but there's a better, there's a better choice. And, and, you know, in other times, maybe Netflix was, was okay. But in this time, it's like, oh, okay, I need to come back to, to, mm-hmm. to what I know to encourage me in the Lord. Right. I'm going to ask you in the next few minutes, you used a word, you said, be steady and be mindful. And that word mindful came up. Can you just speak to that? Because I think that's something, how do we be mindful? Um, like in light of his example that he just said, how do we be mindful to pay attention more to God nudging us to read the word or go for a walk instead of being distracted by Netflix necessarily, you know? Not that that's bad, like he said. Right, but. yeah. You know, I, for me, it's, um, as we were talking with our friend about the anchoring rhythms, uh, or the anchoring disciplines, I think what really stuck for me was, um, like what Dave just said, you know, you can you can spend time on Netflix, you can be mm-hmm. surfing YouTube or social media and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just know personally, I feel like the Lord in this season is saying, can I take you deeper in that process? So I think part of it over the last few weeks has been uh, that sense of mindfulness is is how am I spending my time? Is, am, am I being good steward of my time? And I had to realize, and I was sharing this with a friend, I said, um, I think over the course of the summer, I just needed to chill a little more. And and so I read some novels, you know, um, that weren't overly spiritual, any of that kind of sense, but they were just enjoyment and that kind of stuff. And in some sense, it's kind of checking out, you know, it's yeah. like, okay, I'm doing what I need to do, but I'm still kind of relaxing that kind of stuff. And as my friend said, she says, she's from the U.S., and she said, it feels like Canada just took a vacation this summer. And I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those people, but I feel the invitation from the Lord to say, Will you draw closer again? Because there's some things I want to show you and and speak to you that will prepare you for the days ahead. And so it's like, okay, Lord, I think I have to be mindful then how I'm I'm disciplining myself. What do I need to change? Because it's really a, the, the realization for me is about dying to self, mm-hmm. dying to my lack of comfort, being stretched in the comfort zone. You know that analogy of the 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 raft. You know I. I was pretty tired already by the time we made it through the raft, uh, through the rapids, and then to have to go and to paddle even harder than I had through to go and rescue these folks. I could see them. In that moment, there wasn't anything in my heart saying, I'll go and do that. It was only because I was being obedient to the guide saying, yes, I'll do that. Not even having the time to process what kind of place they are in because they're just so overwhelmed that they actually weren't able to help. At that point, they're almost in panic mode, mm-hmm. and you have to drag them in while they're clawing at you. So that whole sense of you know, us being mindful that there are people around us who may be so overwhelmed, so caught in fear, uh, and immobilized that they're not able to make wise decisions, mm-hmm. and can we come alongside and just be a, a, a listening ear, perhaps, mm-hmm. or just encourage them and looking for opportunities to 
to support and bless them. So mm-hmm. I, I look in my own community and think, okay, there's a few people that are kind of struggling with some of it because they're older and they're mm-hmm. struggling with all that's happening right now and trying to find their footing. Um, and I, you know, with one of them, actually, we had a whole conversation. She said, Ray, I remember your words. I just need to flow with things because otherwise I'm getting so anxious and bound up. Mm-hmm. I'm losing sleep and getting tense mm-hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that does go back to the word that my friend gave me, you know, for her in this season, she has to learn what it is to attach herself Mm -hmm. in peace and grace and just be and open the door to his presence. And and I love the, the, the whole branch and vine, you know, that Jesus talks about. I mean, you know, in a lot of ways you just hang on, right? Like that, that's, (laughs) that's kind of the, the, and then the, the the what you need, the nourishment that you need flows, and and again the 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 branch doesn't really dictate that, right? It's the vine that knows what the branch needs to produce the fruit, right? Like that's kind of how the flow goes, right? And so as the branch, I just get to hang on, and you know that that in and of itself is probably all I can do <laughs> a lot of times, right? It's just oh yeah, I'm just hanging on. And the Father is, is, is flowing what I need, whether that's words or whether that's you know, encouragement or whether that's provision or whatever I need, the Father's just flowing that through uh, to produce, again, the fruit. And, and in, again, in our rafting scene, you know, the fruit was you guys went back and you dug deeper and you had what you needed to do that, even though you were like, okay, I don't even have time to no, think that, about that, this. Yeah, yeah. I'm just listening and I'm just digging in and I'm just getting there and we're getting what we need to do to get done what we need to get done. And, and sometimes it's the right thing to do. And sometimes right? there's no time to think you weren't going to stop and process whether you should go get them or not. <laughs> yeah. You just did it. And, and maybe the days are coming when we just have to do the next right thing, which we've said that phrase during mm-hmm. COVID often enough, you mm-hmm. do the next right thing. And if you have a guide like we do um, in, in God's spirit, you know, it's his business. He he does guiding. He's been doing it for a long time, and he's good at it. And we can trust that guidance. We can trust when he says, you really need to go help this person. Never mind your attitude and all the stuff. You're positioned to offer a helping hand, to walk with that person in need. And it ties back to what we talked about last week. And if you didn't listen to the show, you can go listen. That's Acts 4. You know, they shared everything in common. And we were just talking last week about how do we offer, um, you know, what we have in our community. And you mentioned Psalm 133, which is, you know, how beautiful and brothers dwell and sisters dwell in unity you know and it is a place where god commands his blessing and um that is a part of the your rafting experience mm-hmm. you know it also reminds me of the book the 10 second rule we, a few years ago i think we did a podcast talking about the 10 second rule by de graf i think is the author little short little book just about this idea of you know, you just do the, take 10 seconds. It's the thing to do. Yep. Lord, that's what I'm going to do. And you're just going to go do it. And, you know, a lot of ways don't think too much about it. We think ourselves out of doing right. the yes. next so thing. Now, that's right yeah, thing, yeah. Right? Uh, so you can go read that book. I'm not yeah. giving it justice and, and it's not for every situation. He does a great job of, of kind of uh, leading us through that, but it's called the 10 second rule. Right. And uh, I, it's a, it's a great, uh, Great little caveat. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. Ray, that's would you mind praying? Uh, sure. Father, we just say thank you for our mm-hmm. conversation today. Uh, 
Lord, would you continue to speak to our hearts? Lord, we need your guidance. We need your instruction. Father, may we not think our way out of it, but Mm. Father, may we listen attentively. May we be mindful of it, mindful of how we are stewarding our time and resources, our energy, uh, Father, so that we are found faithful. So, Lord, give us strength, Lord, when we need to be strengthened. And, Father, where we need to be obedient, give us uh, the strength and encouragement to do that, to reach out to others, to see how we can do that, just being open for you to speak to us about how we can do that. And so, Lord, we just say thank you for leading and guiding us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks, Ray. Thanks again for joining us. It was so much fun to, to... Talk money with you, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm so happy that I'm. We're part of Reb's top ten. So yeah, that's right. I'm really, really oh, excited that's about great. that. That's and, great. And, yeah. and, uh, and uh, you know, I won't speak for Reb, but all you who are out there listening, you're you're my part of my top ten thousand. So yeah. there you go. So right. uh, thanks for joining us, and and don't forget to join us as we talk money next week. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.